That's a really, uh, yeah, that's good. Make sure that you're getting the proper penetration. <laughs> that's, wow. That's really that's important. <laughs> it's really important in welding and most thing. other things in life. Pipe fitting. Now, we, now we've drug her down to our level. This is what happens <laughs> when you come on the Five Dirty Bikers podcast. You guys know that I'm a welder, right? That's right. <laughs> Podcast presented by Nymphus Shades, the clear choice for custom windshields and bearings for your motorcycle. And wild ass seats stay in the saddle longer and in total comfort, no matter your butt or budget. Everybody, welcome back. Another week, another podcast. Five Dirty Bikers are here with a very talented human being from Canada. We have Rhea the Welder. Rhea, thank you for joining us this week. Well, thank you for having me. Yeah, for sure, for sure. So, like I said, we got a very talented human being here. If you aren't familiar with Rhea, the, the name pretty much says it all. It's her name and what she does for a living, right? That's right. All right. So, I guess let's go ahead and start it off. We know your your love of motorcycles is kind of came first, right? And then to get into something that belonged in that in that hobby slash genre, whatever you wanted to do, welding. Yeah, that was the first thing that came to mind. So, where did where when when did the the love of bikes come about? I had a love of motorcycles from early on. Um, my parents never rode, but my neighbors did. So they'd take me out on the bike, or you know, when I was a little kid. And then I got a little older, and I started getting. I had boyfriends that rode motorcycles and I was always riding on the back. And then, you know, the regular story, I didn't want to ride on the back. So I got my own, learned how to ride and got on the front. Nice. So welding, where does that, when did that sweep in? I guess it was kind of around the same time that I started riding. I went to uh, trade school and I did like an introduction to trades course and i learned how to do all kinds of different trades like pipe fitting welding painting uh tile setting cement finishing all kinds of stuff and um then i chose welding and they put me right into a welding class or a welding school my um that it was c level it was called yeah when i went into school i we had our first project we were doing with like oxyacetylene welding and if you don't know what that is it's uh, it's old. It's really old. It's like the old way how they used to weld. And um, it's where they mix two gases, make a flame, and then you dip in a rod. And um, and they said, okay, you kind of know the basics. Now make something. And I actually made a sissy bar, but I made it out of like a one and a half inch flat bar. And I had like the two pieces of flat bar together and then I used TIG rod to put like a spider web in the middle. It was awful, but it was like my first first crack at welding and it was like a sissy bar, first project. And then, uh, so I went through school, finished school, and then I got a job uh, working in a different town I moved. And once I got comfortable there, I, um, I asked if I could stay after work one day and make a sissy bar for my my harley and they said of course and um so i made one it had like a simple little heart in it and it was it was very simple 
but people would see it and they say, oh, I like that. Can you make me something? And I'm like, sure. And then it just kind of like spiraled from there. Nice. How long has that been going on then? Uh, since 2014, I've been cool. welding. Yeah. So like the Sissy Bars kind of started right away for me. So yeah, since 2014. So are you still a production welder too, or do you just do your, your custom stuff full time now? So I, yeah, I worked in a fab shop. I worked in a few different, three, three different fab shops, three or four. And from 2014 or 2015, when I finished school up until um, probably 20, the beginning of 2019. And I got laid off because it was like really slow. And then I got pregnant. (laughs) So I like, yeah, I got pregnant and then um, I had a kid and then COVID happened. And so I was just like looking after the kid and then we bought a house. So I moved into this really small town where there's like not much um, uh, industrial going on. So I figured why not build a shop at home and just try to make this thing happen full time. And um, over the time of being pregnant, I kept my list going. So people would continuously order sissy bars, um, put in their requests for a sissy bar while I was pregnant for like three years. So I have a good amount of orders that I can do. So I didn't need to go get another job. So short answer no (laughs) (laughs) short answer is no she's not a production welder (laughs) not anymore well as as bad as the luck was there for a while it's it's good to see that you know you had this skill that you were able to use to get you through you know these this 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 rough time with with covid you know and you know having a baby and then all this just happening one two three with you know with the the job loss it's just it's it's great it worked out that way yeah yeah it was good i'm i'm happy with how it turned out and i got this beautiful shop all to my own and i work for myself and um it's yeah it's been really great so so what happens uh like where where do you go to when you have a human resources problem and uh you know (laughs) You're, when you're your own boss, like who do you get to yell at? Just she just turns like, she turns the hat around, yeah, and she goes, <laughs> "You're talking to a motherfucker." <laughs> yeah, you know what? I go inside and I roll a joint. Well, there nice. even better part That's of being your own boss. <laughs> part of being your yep. own boss. There you go. I mean, yeah, I call it a day. Whatever I want to do, <laughs> crack a beer. You know. No, um, yeah, no, I, yeah, I like working for myself. I've always been kind of like go to the beat of your own drum kind of person. So it's fit. It fits for me. (laughs) Well, I tell you, you are super talented. I, I, you know, when we, when I found out that we were going to have you on the show, I started looking through your Instagram and, and your website and the stuff you're producing. I've never seen anything like it. Look at I, I mean this. I, I really haven't. I mean it, it. It's you. You are. You are blessed. You are super talented. That that thank you sissy bar with the eye. Uh, is that like a glass marble eye you're using for this one? This is amazing work. Thank you. Um, yeah, that is a glass eye. I got it from um, a pipe maker, a local pipe maker. He lives a couple hours away from me, and I 
messaged him one day and asked if he could make me a realistic eye because I had this idea that sissy bar I just kind of like thought I want to throw an eyeball into a sissy make it super extravagant and yeah he ended up sending me like a few different ones and um now I got another batch of eyeballs and they're kind of like more like dragon's eyes um cool. and, and you've actually, yeah, you've actually really made cool. uh you've used those right you've made a couple of dragon or at least i think i saw yeah. one or two yeah. with the dragon eyes it's right really enough cool. i've seen those it's actually ones. right behind me this one hey with the wow. new game of thrones series out now you're liable to sell a few of those you know what were we yeah, thinking hey, we... i've never been big into game of thrones or lord of the rings but people keep telling me that it reminds them of it so that's cool <laughs> why did cool. we commission oh. her to do a a uh, Uranus sissy bar for us. She could have done that. I would have proudly Shoot. put that on my bike to ride for the meetup in Uranus. I wish we had thought of that. Wow. The single starfish. Wow. The, the, the sissy bars are are a an amazing talent. And, yes. And they are something that definitely, you know, is, is certainly unique. In, and it lends itself to a very specific motorcycle rider. But she also does something that appeals to motorcycle riders and non-motorcycle riders alike. And that is the uh, very custom bottle openers that you do. Oh, yes. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Yep. Let's talk yep. about these. <laughs> Dustin, I, I should have expected you to there have the pictures There was no fucking ready. way we were going to do this podcast and not talk about these. I mean, <laughs> well, there's the oyster one. That's the that's the first one. Right? That's from the oyster bar. That is from an oyster you bar. Guys yeah. are, you say dick and penis all the time, and you can never use the word vag or anything like that. It makes you what? so uncomfortable. That's not an are oyster. You, you never say that. It looks like a peach. I thought it was an oyster. <laughs> Looks like a bird cage. Some people say grenade. Oh yes, yeah. a grenade. Yeah, it'll explode. That's for pull the pin and it'll blow up. Sure. Yeah, it is that'll bomb. Blow you up in a heartbeat. It's bomb, all right. <laughs> yeah. Brittany ordered three last week. <laughs> so obviously, the folks on the podcast can't see what we're seeing. Right. So who wants to take a stab at? You want us to this? describe what we're seeing, Dave? Well, obviously, it's a vagina and a large. Uh, looks like a spotted penis. Yeah. These are bottle openers. That are, yes. Make sure it's you come weird. to our YouTube channel to see the YouTube version of this podcast. <laughs> There's like so, a huge dick on my computer screen right now. So, weird. Rhea, what's the, what's the story behind these bottle openers? Oh, man, I don't know. I like to add a little bit of humor to everything. So, um, you know, I always get people who assume I'm making something like for example, the eyes that I made, like the outside of the eyes, someone, before it was finished, before it had an eyeball in it, someone says, is that a vagina? So I, my work sometimes gets mistaken for like um, penises and vaginas. I'll just say it. <laughs> so uh, I thought that I'd make them, you know, just for people who want to support me, but uh, don't exactly need a sissy bar in this time. Yeah. I mean, I, I think I think it's an absolutely a great idea. And I like the fact that you uh, that you've provided bottle openers for for uh, for everyone. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. you know, there's a, if there's a bottle opener for everyone here, if you uh, if you feel like you want to hold on to a dong and open a bottle, you can do that. <laughs> now, can you incorporate these within a custom sissy bar? 
one hundred the oyster in the sissy bar to pop the bottle. One hundred percent. Nice. Yeah. So which mm-hmm. Percy, if you had one made, which one would you have the tip going? Which way? Up or down? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is the this would I'm be not dangerous. The guest though. Here, dude, don't ask me fucking questions. <laughs> if, I'm not the guest. This is this is dangerous though because I was thinking about this just now because honestly if you if you with as large as it was on my screen if you look at the the uh, the shape of the penis bottle opener that looks like it could be a sissy bar actually a quite functional one too because you could strap all kinds of things to it now the problem is though is you that strap if you had a things sissy to yours, bar don't you all the time all the t- a saddle si- actually on occasion bar. yeah okay um when. If it was strapped on, if it was on the back of your motorcycle, how long do you think it would take before someone rear-ended you? That's the thing, right? If you had this really good point. sissy bar that in the shape of a penis on the back of your bike, guaranteed you're going to get rear-ended. Hang on, hang later. on. Why in the world would someone want to rear-end you because you've got a penis on your sissy bar? I think they wouldn't be able be to take their eyes off it and they would forget to hit their brakes. Yeah. They would Total be distracted by the giant... The, the the giant dong sissy bar on the back of your bike, because if you're gonna do that, if you're gonna do a sissy bar like that, Percy, you're not gonna do one that's just you know small. You're gonna do one that you can strap a full size military duffel bag to. It, <laughs> right, have to full be at size. Least, what twenty four to thirty six inches? Twenty four to thirty six inches completely, yeah. without a doubt. I would I would say thirty six inches powder powder coated. I mean, I mine mean, that I have either now that is or either that or chromed. I mean, you can either have to powder coat it or make it chrome. But I mean, thirty six inches all the way to the top, and you know, it would be it would be a sight to behold. And I'm I guarantee you, you'd get into an accident. <laughs> Rhea, are these hot sellers? Um, yes, they are. Yeah, nice. people love them for sure. How much they do they see cost? It and, um. $25, they're powder-coated as well, so they're going nice. to last. Nice. Yeah. So you can go to rearthewelder.com and pick you up one of these phallic bottle openers. Oh, I'm going to get might, one. We might sure. need a couple for Hogs and Frogs next month. Uh, that'd make a good gu- giveaway. There we go. You guys we- send me your your uh, mailing address, and I'll send you a couple. And we could do uh, do the oyster one for the people that like the oysters. <laughs> People that like oysters. Even though we're eating frogs next month, we'll have a, we'll have you a, have a frog leg one. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell me this now. You know, not not going to the side of of, of something uh, phallic in nature. What's the most intricate uh, sissy bar that that you've ever been commissioned to do? Oh, that's a good question. I've done some crazy sissy bars. Like one of the first ones I did way at the beginning, I made a literal giraffe's head and neck. Like the neck was the sissy bar and then the head was on the top. It was like, it was a giraffe. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, that way? Yeah. Now, are, are you, are how much you, did, making... how much did that weigh? Was it heavy? Oh gosh. I don't, I don't know. It wasn't that heavy. I didn't oh. add like a whole bunch. It wasn't like, 3d it was just like you know oh okay pretty simple but it was still uh it was still interesting to see and do (laughs) 
So I'm assuming you're using some type of round bar on the outside, and then like the the one that we showed earlier with the with the Joker stuff. You are are you plasma cutting those out then? Those extra pieces yeah. that you're putting in. Okay, so so you plasma cut those, but. I mean, when I when I look at all of your sissy bars, except for maybe the one with the eyeballs, they all look like they would be very functional too. I mean, that they're that they mm-hmm. they look nice, but that you could actually use them as sissy bars. I mean, is that's that's the intent, is it not? Absolutely, people ride around with these on the back of their bike all the time. Right, because that would I mean that would that's always I I always consider that. Um, when I do anything to my motorcycle, if it's aesthetic or functional, and then if it's going to be both of those things, then it actually has to perform the function that I want it to perform. Uh, You know, not Mm -hmm. just, not just look good. Cause obviously if you, I I ride um, a lot of long distance riding. And so I need to have things on my bike that are actually functional, not just, you know, not just look pretty that Dave's bike just looks pretty. It doesn't ever, doesn't barely even leave his garage, man. What are you talking about? I've even got a real <laughs> sissy bar on my uh, on my bike. You do, you do actually. That's yeah, I don't have true. one of those cheap ass Harley excuse for a sissy bar. Sissy <laughs> so, Rhea, where do you draw a lot of your inspiration? Um, like, do customers often come to you with ideas, or are there a lot of ideas that you just you know think up? So, um, a lot of my work is um, sometimes people come to me and they say, this is exactly what I want. Here's a drawing, make it look like this. I'm like, okay. And then people will send me, oh, I don't really know what I want, but I like stars and dragonflies and uh, I like crescent moon or whatever. They'll tell me what they like and then I'll put something together for them. Um, most of the time I, I end up with a positive response. Um, I have had a few, you know, people where I've made something like, oh, you know what, that's not really my style or can we change this, which is totally fine too. But um, yeah, it mostly comes from what the customer wants. But um, lately I've been kind of thinking about things of what I want to do and um, the mushroom eyeball one, um, the dragon one, um, all of the mushroom ones, I pretty much just make because I want to make them. There's been a few and quite a few in the past that I've made just because I wanted to make them and then I just put them up for sale and then I resize them and make them fit whoever buys it kind of thing. But for the most part, people come to me with what they want. So do you have to know specifics about specific bikes then to know, like if I said I have X bike, do you, and so you must have to know the dimensions of what the sissy bar needs to be to fit it on that bike. So... Um, I always get measurements from every customer before I build a sissy bar. I get their exact like bolt distance. I get pictures and um, their fender width and if they want it inside or outside the struts. Um, yeah, but there's some bikes that I just can't do without having the bike with me. But um, for most Harleys, like it's, they're pretty standard and I can get measurements from like rural or remotely. Um, Can you do I've the had Harley, to have, uh, quick release? I actually, I don't have, uh, I haven't made any quick release brackets. I do make them quick release. If, you know, someone has their own brackets, I can weld a new sissy to it or modify that one. I do have a project coming up where someone wants me to make stainless steel um, 
detached bracket. So that's something I'm going to have to figure out in the next couple weeks here. Um, I'd love to be able to offer a quick detach because people really like it, but also it's, it's kind of people don't want it because they don't want someone to take their, their custom. That's why you put a lock on it, put locks on it. Yeah. Yeah. So you really, you could, you could, if somebody bought a quick release sissy bar and they sent it to you, you really could just cut the actual bar off and, and weld Mm -hmm. your, you know, your bar to, you know, your design to it. Yes. And I have done that. I've, I've done that a lot. Actually, I'm going to eBay right now while you guys were talking, keep talking, (laughs) cheap, quick release on eBay. (laughs) <laughs> so you've been you've been working for yourself for for a while now you mentioned uh you know covid and everything like that so at this point how backed up are you on orders like um, if i wanted if i wanted to know, place say i placed an order today for a sissy bar i had my idea great drawing to you and everything when could i expect at my front door i tell people three or four months and that's only because um i'm also a mom Right. So I don't have he's he's only two. So or almost three. But um, I don't have as much daycare as I would like. But, um, you know, I do what I can. And also they take time to do. So, yeah, four or five months probably right now. Okay. I don't know the exact number of orders, but I mean, I do email people from months ago and I either don't get a response or they say, Oh, I'm not in the market anymore. Or I had to get a a cheap one just for this trip that I had. And, you know, sometimes people will back out. I don't ever take like a deposit at the beginning. I, um, I just let them put in an order and I email them when I'm ready to do it. So I just found uh, one we can chop up for $66 buy it now on eBay. If I send it to you now, I get it in four months. (laughs) <laughs> four or five months. Oh, no, four or five. I see. Okay. <laughs> hey, Dave, that's for next riding season. I mean, that's yeah. what I'm thinking. Yeah. I mean, you, you send it to her now and, and you'd have it all set up for, for next year. And, you know, you show it off at FDBM. You could have that nice penis sissy bar for next season. <laughs> well, so I'm, I'm not really joking about this. I'm seriously thinking about it after looking at her stuff, but it would not be a penis or an oyster. <laughs> it would be an oyster. It'll be both. <laughs> what about no. what about like a giant veiny nutsack swimming? <laughs> Probably doesn't go with the vibe of my bike or my YouTube channel. But uh, oh yes, yes it does. So yeah, really, I, I I say it does. No, and I need it to be <laughs> more straight up and lean back. You know, you can put it on, take it off when you want to. Hanging yeah. hanging here now with Percy. <laughs> <laughs> Make sure, make sure you put a curve in it too. I mean, he's old, so. God damn, dude. <laughs> you, you deserve that one. You guys are, you guys are brutal. Challenge oh, accepted. <laughs> Let's stack up his bike. She says. I'll talk to you without these others around, Rhea. We'll, 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 we'll do a deal. We'll do a deal. I like to support small business. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yours is going to be big business when she gets that bar on there. <laughs> <laughs> they going down the interstate like this. 
And just think, Dave, if you had it, if you had it chromed against your black vest, it would look like you had a you had a big dick on your back the whole time <laughs> yeah. you were riding. <laughs> hey, don't ride that shit shirtless because you'll get a suntan. You'll never want to get. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know why I come on to these things. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, uh, just made my week. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I made your week. Like start to the week. Uh, See, Derek is cruising down the road. I, I can't even. <laughs> I can't hell, imagine. That's a, a hell of a tab, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. I can't imagine that same video we made last summer, Dave. If we would have went through that uh, that that rock quarry and we were throwing up all that cement dust. Imagine that with a big dick sissy bar on the back. Come, you mean coming out the top of the sissy bar? Oh, there's a rooster tail. Just a rooster that tail. Been, that would not have been a rooster out of the tail. Top of that, on the top of that sissy that bar. That would not have been a rooster tail. <laughs> oh, oh. oh, so real. Let's talk about riding for a little while. <laughs> yeah, get, yeah, so, we have a guest. Talk to the guest. We do. We do. We do. Get off my ass. As much as I love talking about dicks. You know, let's move oh on. God, here we go. <laughs> Are you currently writing right now? I know you got the two-year-old and stuff. It probably makes. Oh, it- so um, yeah, I sold my a Dyna. I had a Dyna. I sold it to build my fund my shop build, mm-hmm. and um, I haven't got another one. But my partner rides a 2014 Street Glide with all the bells and whistles. So I just got back from a four-day trip through the Kootenays in BC on that. And it was pretty luxurious. It has, it has cruise control. <laughs> nice. That's yeah. a, that's a game changer cruise control. Cause I, well, actually I think all of us started on sports. There's no cruise control. Mm-hmm. And now I've got the sport glide and I mean, you can, Oh, it's so nice to have. Brittany, yeah, have you ever used cruise control? Yeah. <laughs> when, when do you Why? use it? Driving, you don't need a cruise control driving to the gas station. Oh. Hey, I drive farther than the gas station. You're she mixing me up with the, with the short so can, one that lives an hour away. She can hold away. on with both hands because she has the bobble. So she oh, that's, that's what it is. Yeah, she's got she's to have a cruise set because that, that head bobbles way too much for her. So we talked earlier that you've, you've, you've been to the States. You've been in the States. Tell us about your times you've had down here. Okay, so... A few years ago, I did a trip down to Utah uh, on my Sportster. Um, it was from from BC down to Utah. We did it ten days back. It rained every single day. Wow! But Ooh. it was uh, it was a trip of a lifetime. I went down to Motos in Moab, and mm. that was a super fun event to go to. Um, yeah, I went to dream roll a couple times um california yeah i haven't done as much riding through the states as i'd like to but um utah was fun <laughs> yeah utah's really it's a beautiful state mm-hmm. what's your yeah. what's the length of your riding season where you are oh man it is like probably like four months five months if you're Damn. if you're like fair weather um without worrying about it going to snow or like, you, you know, you have to be super geared up because it's so friggin' cold and it rained so much this year. It rained into like the 
end of June this year every day. And it was like a lot of rain um, and a lot of snow. <laughs> it's not very long. It's actually horrible. <laughs> <laughs> so right now it's, it's kind of primo weather, isn't it? Right now it's pretty, pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's really nice. It's actually a little bit cooler today, but um, it's around like 28 degrees Celsius, which is like, what's that in Fahrenheit? 90-ish? Yeah, yeah, that's hot, yeah. Yeah, it was really hot riding a couple, or last weekend through the Kootenays. It was like, like 35, 36. Wow, yeah. that's super hot. That's about, that's about what we get. 40 is like tops, like super heat. But the summertime in the couple months where it gets hot, it's like about 35, 36. Well, it sounded like from talking to you earlier before we went on that you were really wanting to come back down and hit the the real southern states and uh, partake mm-hmm. in some good barbecue. Yeah. It sounds like that's the- right up your alley. That's what you like the most. It is. Yeah. I would love to do that. Go down to Louisiana and I want to go see Texas and I want to go, I want to go see all of it. Like one day I would love to get down there again, take my kid, wait till he can get on the back of the bike. <laughs> yeah, just do a barbecue tour. You could go down to Texas, hit Kansas city and then like Memphis, St. Louis. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. Uh, I really want to try like crawfish and like seafood, seafood boils. Like we don't have any of that up here. Like it's so rare to find that. Louisiana. Yeah. So have you have you ridden uh, have you ridden across Canada then? No, like the furthest I've been is probably Alberta. Okay. Yeah. No, I pretty much have stuck around in this area, gone a little bit into Washington and Oregon, and yeah, hit Montana a little bit. But no, if you've ever been to BC, it's really hard to beat our roads here. It's so gorgeous, like for riding. It's like the best riding I've I've done, but I haven't done a lot of like cross country traveling. Yeah, I've heard you because you guys have a little bit of everything, right? So you have the coastline and you have, you know, kind of a, a hilly mountainous area and you kind of have a little bit of everything, don't you? Yep. Yeah, we got really nice twisties, like twisty roads, like. Oh, yeah. Leaning. <clears throat> <laughs> I know what they are, but where where I live, no, we're no, built he, entirely. He uh, we're know built what entirely on are. A, Ryan doesn't have to touch his handlebars when he, he just, rides. He just like <laughs> yeah. does I like this and goes straight for a, a thousand miles. Yeah, I've I've actually I've actually ridden. I think my I think my distance is at least five miles. I've ridden five miles without touching my handlebars. Where, oh Ryan, my where Ryan lives, for them, twisties are when you come to the intersection and have to make a left or right turn. It's not. It's not. Yeah, he's yeah, not wrong. wrong. He's not wrong. Yeah, if I, I can, I can ride uh, a thousand miles and take four turns, and that would be basically going, you know, south and then across my state, and then going north and across my state and down, and and I would take four turns and I've ridden a thousand at, at one hundred and fifteen miles an hour. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, I, I like wow. to go. I like to move. I mean, it's, it's. You're not wrong. Slow is is not is not in my. It's not in my riding uh, capability. My bike, my bike is really a lot more comfortable from seventy-five to ninety. That's the way the MHs are, man. <laughs> I like going fast too, especially on those big bikes. Right? You can't, you can't help it when you have a big bike like that. They just want to go fast. They do, yeah. 
It's like, mm-hmm. it's like you're going slow and they're really hard to, they're like lumbering like a big ox and then you go really fast and you're like, oh, this is like a sport bike. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Sportster. <laughs> they handle like a sportster when you go real fast. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> Except they don't shake you to death. <laughs> true. No. <laughs> slip a disc, man. Yeah. So when you, when you did your, when you did your big ride, you said down through Utah, did you trailer your bike or did you ride the whole way? No, we rode the whole way. It was me and uh, another girl. We rode every day in the rain. It rained every day. There was this one point where we came. I don't even remember where where it was, Idaho. But we were coming down over this ridge. And we looked down. And it was like this massive black cloud in the distance. Like we were heading right into it. And you could just see it was just like gushing rain down and like we were gonna hit horrible weather and like as we were coming down the hill we kept seeing like dead cow after dead cow after dead cow like just laying on the side of the highway and then there was this like weird old shack and it was so it was so scary (laughs) (laughs) but it was like also really exhilarating and got the adrenaline going you sure you weren't in Texas? <laughs> no, no. Idaho is a really, it's a hidden gem in the United States. A lot of people don't know. There's like seven different climates in Idaho and they have a, a volcanoes national park there. So there, there's the, there's a whole area of Idaho that looks like the topography of the moon. It has a lot of volcanic uh, activity on it. And so if you've ever been to Hawaii, Hawaii has a huge, uh, huge area of it that's covered in, in, uh, volcanic rock and there's parts of idaho that look like that there's a huge uh like a huge sand desert in idaho it's it's pretty crazy it's a it's a pretty unique state so where do they grow mm-hmm. the potatoes uh, that would be southern idaho okay mm-hmm. okay and i don't know why they call it the potato we grow more potatoes here in north dakota than they have in idaho i don't understand that but whatever i don't know either because <clears throat> we're in canada so you can't be the potato state well i'm no. not in canada I'm, I mean, I'm close, but I'm not in Canada. You could piss and hit Canada. I could. After this drink, I might. <laughs> Northern Manitoba. That's right. Right. I would be Southern Manitoba. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> before before the borders got weird, that would that would always be a, a fun trip to go up to to Winnipeg. It's a pro, I think it's the closest city to us that has a million people. For sure, it is actually. So our state doesn't even have a million people. So I'll go up. We'll mm. go to a Jets game. Yeah, that'd be fun. Would be fun. Do they ever play the Penguins? Hell yeah, they do. <laughs> they get their ass beat by them too. <laughs> <laughs> Ria, are you a hockey fan? Since you're in Vancouver, are you a Canucks fan? No. I mean, I've you know I've I was actually downtown during the riots. I was downtown oh, Vancouver. Man, it was that, crazy. That it was, was something else. Fucking yeah, it was. Boss, it was insane. Like, uh, I was like, I need to get the fuck out. This is uh, <laughs> going to get dangerous very soon. I was like just finishing work at the end of that game. And I was walking straight through downtown. And I'm like, there's something bad happening right now. <laughs> there was like fucking <laughs> Molotov cocktails being thrown in everything. There were police cars on fire. Everybody, if you don't know, when Boston played Vancouver for the finals, was in 2010, I think it was. 
when Boston won? The, uh, the Vancouver yeah. fans were so pissed, they rioted after the game, and they destroyed a, a millions of dollars of damage to the city. Yeah. It was it was tough to watch being a hockey fan. That sounds like Boston fans a lot more than Canadian. I mean, Canadian people are are very nice and kind. I, I would say that that was probably just a bunch of Boston fans blowing off steam. <laughs> <laughs> nope. No, nope. it was also that same year that the Olympics were in Vancouver. So I think people were just a little bit juiced up from like all the sports happening. <laughs> Go sports. Let's burn something yeah. down. <laughs> yeah. So <clears throat> you, you've talked about doing commission projects and that kind of thing. Have you ever had to fire a customer? Have you ever had a customer just be so difficult that you're like, you know what? This relationship isn't going to work out. We can't do this. I have, and it's not fun, but it's, uh, it's the decision I have to make for myself. And like, why am I doing something that it's costing me money at this point? Um, you know, you put in so much time into something and, um, it just, you know, like, for example, I made something with an Eagle once and, uh, the Eagle, she's like, why is he smiling? And I'm like, he's not smiling. And it was just like something that we couldn't agree on kind of thing. So, um, yeah, it's not fun. It's happened maybe twice where I've had to like, uh, fire a customer as you say. Um, yeah. That's not too bad. I mean, for, for having your own business, just have a couple times where you're just, you know, you don't, the the thing can't, you know, can't work out. Do do you ever get the customers that are just like, they act like they're super important. And so they're just like, here, you know, I I know your sissy bar is $300. Here's 500, but I want it in a week. Do you have, do you get that kind of stuff too? Um, sometimes, but they don't offer more money. Oh, yeah! We all just want shit right now. Like, yeah. See, now that's the right way to do it, right? If you're if you're gonna if you're gonna be a little bit arrogant about it, at least you got to throw some more money on the pile. Yeah, I mean, I I don't want. I'm still like super respectful with my customers, but I'm also uh, I'm also very uh, stern, and um, you know, I know what I like and what I don't like. And if someone is rubbing me the wrong way, then I don't have a problem like telling them to go find someone else, you know? Right. Um, or, or just, you yeah. know, like I, I mean, that's a really nice way of saying fuck off. That's kind of, that, that's kind of <laughs> what I, how I look at it. Right. Have, have yeah. you had, have you had requests where they're requesting something that that's out of your skill set that you just know you can't do or are you like down for anything? You're like, I'll, I'll, I'll do it. It doesn't matter. I'm pretty much down for anything. Um, except if it's like, you know, something where that I don't really believe in, like, uh, say if it's something racist or, sure. um, yeah, something from our history that isn't right anymore. Or, you know, sure. if it's, something that I don't believe in, like, I'll just be like, oh, you should just go find someone else to do it. Like, you know, I won't like do a noose on a sissy bar. I don't know. It's just yeah, questionable for sure. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of people that do them still, but um, I don't, but that's good because they can go find someone else who does it. Right. Totally. Yeah. It's no hate or anything. It's just not something that I believe in. Sure. Is right. Any 
anymore, I guess. Yeah. No, stand by your morals. Good for you. That's good. Yeah. I think I try. Just, <laughs> just spend more time making these. Yeah. Well, yeah, I recently um, made a vagina that is like a little bit more realistic looking than the bottle opener. And I put oh, it in a you- sissy bar and it, it's, it's, it's dripping. <laughs> wow. I saw that one. What? Yep. Wow. That one. So it I looks like this. One. It looks like this eye. Is that on Instagram? It's one of my more recent ones. Um, I just shipped that one out. And you know, those eyeball ones with the mushrooms and that vagina one, they're so hard to let go of because I spend so much time. And... <laughs> when you find Did one you that find works, it, it's hard to let go of for sure. <laughs> it's hard to let go of the mushroom. <laughs> that's that's a lot i mean if you if you think about it it would be it would be uh pretty the dragon eye one is very cool so, so did someone ask for the dripping vagina or did you just <laughs> like decide i'm gonna make this today the dripping vagina was all me i was like it's, yeah it looks really I'm- like it looks really cool. Sorry, I, I didn't mean to look cut you this. off. Oh, that's what that is. Yeah, it, oh, I, I actually really like it. <laughs> oh, I did see that. I Thank didn't you. realize what that was. I oh, had to zoom in. Dave. Maybe you need to open your eyes, Dave. You got to get more <laughs> familiar with the female parts, apparently. Apparently. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so, hey, I don't okay, need to so take I'm, this shit from you, Brittany. I'm, I'm looking at the, the one that you did with the dragon's claw and the eye in it right now. Mm-hmm. And... Is the green hue to that, is that a photo effect or is that a, um, is that an effect done with your torch or explain that to me? In, in the, uh, in the bar, in the metal part? Yeah. No, it's, that would probably just be a filter. It, it pretty much, it's very metal looking. There's. Oh, right okay. Here. So that's a filter. I got. I, I see uh, what. I yeah. see gotcha. what you're saying. Yeah, that's badass looking, man. Yeah. It's like the eye of Sauron. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it that's does. what people keep telling me. Fuck yeah. yeah. Oh, and that thing moves. Look at that. Oh, well, that it, is super. It dope. won't. It won't when it's finished. It'll be epoxied in there. Oh. Okay. Is that is that a yeah. commission piece or just something that you did on your own? This one I just did on my own, and it's actually still for sale. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is that's incredible that's incredible it would I mean, be cool to, to leave the eye the way it is that way you want to turn it around so you can, they can look at the people behind you and freak them the fuck out <laughs> oh, it would yeah. be kind of fun if it rotated put it on yeah. like a, a bluetooth remote oh, it that would be sweet <laughs> would be awesome That'd so be cool. the guy who made the the glass eye his his name is vagabond glass um he actually makes pipes where the eyeballs in them spin so he like you spin it and you hit it oh pretty cool very that cool yeah they just okay now now i understand I how he does it. when you're saying he makes pipes see when you first said that i, I, I didn't make the pipe. connection now I understand what what you what you mean by he makes pipes. Now I was surprised I, yeah. you didn't smirk at fitting pipe earlier. <laughs> well, I mean, there are pipe fitters, right? I mean, that's a real job. But now now I understand that's that's not what she's speaking of. So I think they had those shirts in Uranus too. <laughs> so other than other than the ones that you have come up with that you just talked about, these sissy wires, which one? What other projects were your favorite that a customer asked you to make? 
Um, so there's one that I made a while back and it's got kind of like an arch tip and it has an eye in it and then it has like starbursts coming out of the top. That one's probably one of my favorite. It's not like a glass eye. It's just like an eye made out of metal. Um, yeah, I mean, I like it when people tell me kind of what they want and they give me a little bit of artistic freedom. They send me a picture of something that they thought up or whatever. Yeah, and of course, sorry? No, go ahead, go ahead. Um, I made a sissy bar for my bike. It had like five hearts stacked on top of each other and then it had a tail light in it that I also fabricated. I made it out of stainless and I put, I epoxied in stained glass to the inside. So it was like a heart glass tail light inside of a heart with like five hearts stacked on top of each other. And that's probably my favorite sissy bar to date, which I that's don't cool. have anymore. I like sold it with the bike, but the girl who has it was very much in love with it and still is. So it went to a good home. That's good. I think, I think a sissy bar with uh, the like a very tombstone looking appearance. So just like real, just like a round bar that was round all the way to the top, like almost like a church arch that had stained glass in it, like a, a decorative cool. stained glass pattern. I think on a, on a really classic like tall bar chopper, skinny tile skinny tire tall bar chopper, I think something like that would be absolutely amazing. Yeah, I've actually seen something like that, and I couldn't tell you, um, I couldn't tell you who made it, but um, I did see, it, and I think they made it. They might have made it with resin. Oh, that would be cool. That would probably yeah. actually be a little bit hold up a little bit better than actual stained glass, considering how jarring a motorcycle is. It would probably yeah. that that would probably fall out actually, but with resin, you yeah. might have you might have better luck with it, but. Yeah, it just it seems like the the possibilities are endless. And I think right now, um, what I was thinking of earlier with the kind of resurgence, I, I, I would I wouldn't maybe resurgence is a good word for it, of uh, you know the uh, the younger crowd getting back into choppers and older bikes and things vintage. I'm sure that your your style of of custom sissy bars really really plays well into that uh, that resurgence of of. Uh, you know, vintage shoppers. Yeah, I think so too. And it also adds like a new kind of flip on things. You like, you can have whatever you want instead of all of these same ones over and over again. These they're very classic designs, but like, you know, you're passing someone they're like, Oh, there goes. Yeah. I, I can tell by the sissy bar. Right. Yeah. It's like, makes you feel more original, I guess. Yeah. Well, and I think I think it lends itself well to the, you know, just the motorcycle culture and all of us wanting to make our bikes our own. I think that mm -hmm. is a that's just such a such a great way to reflect on, you know, who you are to have something like that. That's really, truly a one off. You know, I mean, mm -hmm. there's probably very few things that we can do to our bikes anymore that are one off. I think paint jobs and fabric, you know, custom fabricated parts are probably the two things that are that are one off kind of things we can put on our bikes. I think that's a great I think it's a great option for people that that want to add that next level of flavor to to make it their own. So I think uh, I think Dave's idea of a big, big veiny dong with uh, with, you know, old saggy balls on, on his sissy bar is such a great idea. I, I, I really do hope that I really do hope that he goes uh, all in on that. 
Yep. Whatever he orders, he's getting dick and balls. So. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> Thanks, Ryan. Place your orders today. Right. So have you have you thought about making other parts too, or like is that something that you would want to do in the future, or do you think you'll just you'll stick with sissy bars? Um. Well, I have been thinking a lot lately about expanding what I'm doing, um, but I'm thinking about doing the sissy bars because I love motorcycles. I love having something to contribute. Um, but also I would like to, um, try a couple other things like maybe focus more on art artistic side of things rather than, um, artistic functional, you know, I'm thinking I have a, I have a couple ideas, um, of something I want to do, but it's not going to be, like the sissy bars, it'll be um, very one-off kind of artistic sculpture pieces. I'm, yeah. I'm thinking, yeah, and kind of have something that I do with the motorcycles, and have something that I do for those who don't ride or whatever. That would be really cool too. I, I mean, you see a lot of that, like the yard art stuff too. Not that you're talking yeah. yard art, but that's what my mind just went to is like. Whenever I see those pieces that people make, I love that stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, something you, have a you new can house throw and in. You the need front. something in your yard. Yeah, that's why you're, you're <laughs> yeah, trying to you're trying to schmooze a free piece of art off Rhea. We know what's going on. I have a listen. She doesn't make garden gnomes, Brittany. Yard. So stop with it, okay? That's right. Or upside down pineapples, pineapples. for your front yard. Right. You're not going to put a bunch a of pineapples in your front yard. There was like a beach pineapple mat on the front of the house when we first moved in jared's like do we need to are we keeping this i'm like no throw that shit away right now we don't want that in front of our house <laughs> put it at the back door <laughs> throw it out yeah there was probably a spare key underneath it so i hope you got that taken away too that's probably the place for the pineapple mat is near the back door so that's right <laughs> come on in so ria have you been have you been going to any shows where you've been showing off your work? Um, yep. I've only, I've been going to local shows. Uh, I don't, I have never brought my stuff down to the States. Um, I just started doing kind of like rallies and events, um, over the last few years. Um, and I do like to bring my stuff to d display, but it sells so fast. So I just have to like make sure that, you know, the customers know I'm bringing it to display. You know, I don't just have stuff to bring to display, but um, yeah, I did a couple events. I prepared a, a bunch of stuff, um, sell my bottle openers, a few t-shirts. Uh, also I bring some, I, I carry bars on my website that I keep stock so if somebody needs something quick and something very simple then i have it ready to go so i bring those with me um along with like whatever i was working on at that time like this summer i had an opportunity to display the mushroom eyeball sissy bars the vagina you know just to show people what i can do and i also make like um coffee table books that they can look at my work because everything is so different and there's I don't, I don't even know i have never kept track of how many sissy bars i've made and i wish i did i wish i numbered them but i've probably made 
over 500. Wow. Yeah. Start numbering them now. Yeah, I know. Numbering them and stamping them are my two biggest regrets. So do you think if you, if you, um, whenever you decide to get a bike again, do you think you'll fabricate more parts on that bike than just the sissy bar? Do you see yourself doing anything more custom or, or, or doing, you know, because fabricating is definitely a skill that not a lot of people have. And so when you Mm -hmm. get in the motorcycle world, if you can fabricate your own parts, you're really putting yourself in a rare space to be, to be able to have a one-off style of motorcycle when all the parts are things that you fabbed yourself here you know there's kind of that there's that idea of <clears throat> there's people that build bikes right because they've they've fabricated it and, and and made all the parts right and then there's people that assemble bikes that take a, a bucket of parts and they put it together into a motorcycle and and those two people aren't the same and, and not that they, they they both have skills but they're not the same so do you see yourself be, you know, making or doing uh, more things custom on a motorcycle when you get back into having your own bike again? Or are you thinking you just want to like, I'm going to get a stock bike just so I can have something I can just get out and ride and not worry about it? No, that's not my jam. So when I was, when I had my Sportster, I built so much on that bike. I built these pipes that come like up past the sissy bar. I built the handlebars and then on my Dyna, I built the handlebars and yeah, I want to do absolutely everything I can on my bike and I'd rather build it than buy it unless it was like someone like myself who like specializes in making pegs or, um, handlebars or whatever. Um, yeah, I would love to to work on my own bike rather than ride a stock bike. <laughs> sure. Absolutely. Sure. <laughs> yeah. I want to make a chopper eventually. But yeah, I want to do like I want to do like a 90s sport sporty chop because I still want it to run. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Good choice. So do you uh do you talk much with Haley? Uh Haley. Then, you guys are linked on Instagram, right? Halorization. Halorization. Oh, um, you know, actually, we just, I just found her account and I think she just found my account. So I haven't, I haven't communicated with her only through like comments on Instagram, but she's, uh, you know, she seems so awesome. She seems rad. She is. We're going to have to get her on again here at some time because we should have them both on. Yeah. Yeah. She's on the other side of the continent, right? Yeah. You should, uh, if you want to make uh, your first listen to, for our podcast, go and find the podcast that we did with her. Um, is it, it? It is a really good one, and uh, she she blew us away. Uh, a very specific uh, part piece of her art. We asked her about, um, you know, what was the kind of the most shocking thing she'd ever done, and she told us about it. And then probably six months later, she posted it on Instagram, and she nearly got banned. She had to. She had to. Uh, uh, she had to. to uh, you know, blur out all of the pictures, but it was a legitimately probably the most disturbing thing I've ever heard of in my entire life. (laughs) That sounds right up my alley. Yeah. She, I think, what was it? She, she had made, uh, she painted a picture with, um, with nuns that were masturbating with. No, 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 no. That's Jesse Madeira. That's yeah. That's that's the right. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's right. That was Jesse Madeira. Yeah. 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 She's the painter. Haley's the chopper builder. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah she's hilarious, man. She's yeah. one of the one, oh, of, the fu- one of the funniest guests we've ever had on here. One of the funniest people I've ever. Yeah, Jesse. Jesse was a Jesse was another one that you should definitely connect with. But yeah, oh yeah, that's right. I had that. I had those two mixed up for sure. Yeah, Haley would be Haley, Haley would be a good fit. Absolutely. Yeah, we. Yeah, I remember that because we uh, wasn't it wasn't it when we had Haley on is when she when she compared a part on a motorcycle. What what was that comparison that she made, Dustin? That we were all laughing um, about that she did that reels on. I just remember that I she painted, she, she painted right she painted Sorry. Dick Four on the side of the tank or something of the bike, and everybody yeah. asked her, "What's a Dick Four? Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, and then and then she did that. Didn't she say something? There was some kind of part and a carburetor that makes all men cry. Yeah. Oh, she called it the Lorena Bobbit. She called it the Lorena Bobbit. That's what it was. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah that's definitely spend some more time with you know on her content and stuff. I think you guys would would be a good fit if you could collaborate on something because she's yeah. doing some cool work over there. Yeah, yeah. and then yeah. she she does reels where she's like machining some part, and then she'll say, you know, so and so hit me up on Instagram and said I'm not a real builder, and then she'll be like machining this part, and she'll be like, hey motherfucker, look at this part I'm <laughs> machining right now and putting on my bike. <laughs> she just, I mean, she's not afraid to call people out that you know, that kind of get on, get on her about that kind of stuff. But it's an interesting dichotomy because one of the things that she said to us was um, she wants to see a bike builder show where they don't put any names on the bikes. So she said, I don't want to be invited to be a builder at a show because I'm a woman builder. I want to be invited to a bike show to build a bike because I'm a good builder. So it was, a, yeah. it was a really, it was a unique thing. And she said, she goes, I would like to see them just do a show where there's no names on bikes so that you don't know. You're not like, oh, that's a good bike for a woman builder. You know what I mean? And so, 100%. She, yeah, I'm sure you do as a, you know, as, as a welder in a, in a male dominated profession. Right. And so she really yeah. had some, some really cool perspectives on, you know, what it's like to build a bike and do these things. And so, yeah, it was just, she has that, uh, she's doing a seventies van right now she put those big teardrop windows on sideways in that van that she's yeah. doing yeah i yeah. saw that actually yeah you can't have a yeah, van she- with no windows because otherwise it's just a rapey van so you need <laughs> to make sure you have you need to make sure you have windows in your van yeah Everybody she make- seems like someone i get along with just fine <laughs> yeah definitely definitely everybody make sure you check out ria at ria.the.welder on Instagram, go see all of her work, amazing stuff. And while we're on the topic still of social media, I believe we have Discord questions for Miss Ria. We, we do. do. All right, Discord friends, FDB's about to answer your questions. Make sure you head over to fivedirtybikers.com and click the link on the homepage to visit our Discord and become a member. All right, so our first one is Moto Mortician, and he asks. He says, one of my daughters has expressed interest in welding. What sparked your interest? Uh, Definitely motorcycles. Um, Yeah, I mean, I I could also say that I had, like, as a kid growing up, I had a bit of, like, a fear of fire and explosives and stuff. So maybe a part of me just wanted to conquer that fear. Um, Also, uh, just to do something where I wasn't doing something that 
a typical woman was doing. I just wanted to, I just wanted to be different. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that I, I'm guessing here, of course, but I think this may have something to do with it. It's that creativity aspect. So yeah. getting something from, you know, a, a long bar of metal and turning it into something amazing looking like some of the work that we've seen you do, it's got to be gratifying for your artistic, whatever you call it, need that you have. Just seeing it go from start to finish, it's, it's gratifying. It is. I always tried to do something uh, artistic. Um, you know, I tried different mediums and it was never like – it was never the one for me. I never went, you know, I'd start painting and then I would only paint like a couple times a year or, or I would draw or, or whatever. And I never like came back to it. It was always something that kind of just faded away. And well, with the sissy bars and with the welding, like I could never stop welding until like I had to, like, I love it so much. It just makes makes me feel so good to like make a nice bead or, or create something like you said from nothing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I used to feel the Definitely. same way. Cause I, I was in art classes all through grade school, high school, went to college for it and everything. Then, then I got into the digital side of it and it's like, I lost all of the traditional stuff that I grew up doing that I love doing so much. Like I, I did portraits of, you know, baby portraits of me and my brother that my mom still has in her walls of this day. And I drew stuff that I never thought I'd be able to put on paper. And unfortunately, you know, as we get older sometimes and our professions can change into something else other than what we, we started with, you kind of get away from that. And it's, it makes me sad every time because I wish I could get back to, sitting at a drawing desk, breaking out the charcoal or the, or the graphite and creating something again from, you know, a blank piece of paper that, you know, I'll spend hours on at a chair, but I don't do it anymore. It's something I always want to get back to. And every time we have a guest on like, like Rhea or, or Jesse Madeira or somebody that's doing all these amazing things artistically, it makes me want to turn the camera off, turn the computer off and go start drawing again. But it just never happens. Mm -hmm. I just wish I could get back into that, that swing again. Like I used to. Yeah. I think it's also like having time to do it. Oh, for sure. For yeah. Fortunately for me, people pay me to do it. So mm -hmm. it allows me to work my creative creativity and get paid for it. And if I didn't get paid for it, I couldn't do it. Like it takes so much time out of the day to create mm. something from nothing. <laughs> So we, before we go on to the next question, let me ask you this. Do you believe in the phrase, if you do what you love, you never work a day in your life? A hundred percent. Well, okay. No, maybe like 98%. Okay. Because sometimes you have to do things that you don't want to do. Um, you know, like I'll spend a day cutting brackets and it's not, it's not exciting or fun, like building something from nothing. I've cut brackets a lot. They're like, and it's the same thing over and over again, the same brackets. So, or maybe I'm, you know, I'm building something that um, somebody wants specifically and it's, you know, it's hard to create something that someone wants that specific and I'm struggling or, or, you know, dealing sometimes dealing with uh, customers and um, you know, they don't agree with my design fully or, you know, things like that. But 
every job's going to have those parts that suck. Yep. So I have way less parts that suck working for myself and liking what I'm creating. So 98%. That's good. Dustin, I think if you get one of those adult-themed coloring books, you might be able to get back into art. A oh, little that'll bit. make me come back around. Yeah, yeah I think it would. <laughs> It'd help. Okay. Maybe you should try um, it. Well, maybe when we go back to uh, Waynesville, we go to the Jerkoff Palace. Maybe they'll have a whole rack of them. They will. <laughs> they Lions, will. Lions Den specials. 28 yep. pages of fucking fun. <laughs> Hey, I bet we could do a deal with the Jerkoff Palace and, and distribute Ria's <laughs> bottle openers, and we all oh, make money. Hey, Lions yeah, Den is a, is a big porn pet. Well, what is it? What would you call it? An adult store? Yeah, yeah, it's an adult store. We could get Ria in the Lions. We could get Ria a distribution deal. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. But we just like strap up Percy's uh, long coat. Be like, check these out. Look what I got. <laughs> Wasn't always me. <laughs> You could just hang them from your from your zipper on your vest. They'll be like, "What's that?" <sighs> you think it's just a penis, but it's not. It's also a bottle opener. It gets out of bottle. It's very Coke. practical. <laughs> <laughs> um, I kind of I'll ask the next question. I kind of feel like we already answered it, but uh, Dart four six five says, "How did you get into welding, and where do you see it taking you in the future?" I feel like you already answered. Is there's anything else you want to add, though? Now is your chance. So, um, I feel like with my welding, like it has totally evolved over the last how long have I been doing this? Eight years. Um, so I feel like it's only going to take me up. Um especially with what I kind of want to start doing in the future. I've been a little bit inspired by some people that I know from Instagram, like Instagram such a beautiful place, isn't it? Where you meet so many different like creators and um, not like content creators, but like creators, creators um, and content creators. Like, I don't know. It's been, yeah, I think it's only going to, take me up and um i learned so much more the more stuff that i do like before i would have done like a a flat mushroom but now i'm starting to make them look a little bit more 3d and that's only like helping me gain more skills to do uh, more stuff so like the more you do it the better you get <laughs> definitely I, I meant yeah. to ask earlier too. Did you, were you ever intimidated to go into the trade classes? Because I actually think it'd be really fun to learn welding. But to be honest with you, um, back when I was like trying to decide what to do, I I was terrified to go to welding school and be with like all the dudes. So instead, you decided to be an engineer and be with yeah. all the dudes. No. <laughs> tell me, tell yeah. me how that works. So you go into another male-dominated engineering field. <laughs> well. So for, for me, the weldiness or just like a trade school aspect of it is with the with the anxiety that I have, I really did not want to be I working with to be, fire. You didn't want to work with no, fire. Did you? She no, didn't trust fire. herself around a, a torch and all those assholes that she would have been training with. That's right. <laughs> yeah. Power like tool. Yeah. Right. Um, no, I don't like it when people are watching me learn something new. 
So you can mm. go to school and everybody's in the classroom, but you're not actually physically like making something and, and being judged by it the same way. I think well, yeah, that's and tra- what held me tra- back. Yeah, trade schools are a lot more, hand- the teachers are a lot more hands-on with the students, it seems. So it's it's almost like pressure. Like I don't like being looked over my shoulder when I work. And luckily I mm-hmm. work at a place where that doesn't happen. But yeah, it makes you, it makes you nervous. You don't like it. I mean, I've, I've worked for bosses that have done that and I, and I fucking hated it. But yeah, I yep. see where you're coming from. But yeah, I was going to say, like, you're talking about being an engineer now. The only difference between the two is when you get to work with fire. So if the dudes fuck with you, yeah, they'll stop fucking with you at some point because mm-hmm. you got fire. Yeah, I went into trade school uh, very confident. Uh, I've always been a very confident person. Um, I went in thinking I was going to be the best. And I was really good, really good at welding from like the beginning um i passed the class early and i was like my instructor will tell you to this day i was one of the best people in in that class so uh it really gave me a lot of confidence especially like starting a new job with people who are professionals and not just in school um i just went in there and did what i do and it, my work kind of spoke for itself and also my confidence. Like when I first started my first welding job, a guy, uh, we were all standing in a big circle and I'm the only girl there. And this guy told a dirty joke about a hamster and it was funny, but then he came up to me like after when everybody was gone and he was like, Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. I told that joke in front of you. Like um, I shouldn't have, that's not workplace proper workplace behavior and i just like i was just like i laughed and we have a lot of strict rules in bc about harassment and uh you can't treat people i know that the i know that the um the uh the the lines are or working on the pipelines are different uh they're very different out there, but working in a shop, there's like strict policies where you cannot like fuck with the people that you work with. Um, so I just, I had a lot of confidence. I do have a lot of confidence. I always have since I was a little girl. So it was kind of just right for me. I had no problem if someone treated me wrong in school. I had no problem like laying down a sick beat and then telling them to fuck right off. <laughs> well, those yeah. are all the questions. Sorry, I'm sitting over yeah, here. I thought there silently. was a, there was another question. Um, did I miss one? Where did it go? Yeah, from uh, uh, Tummy Plucker. Wanted to know what's the best way to learn welding at home. Oh, I'm, thanks, I'm assuming Percy. I'm assuming that's without burning your house down. <laughs> mm. So if someone were let's let's expand that a little bit. For someone who really wants to get into welding and just kind of wants to like figure it out on their own, you got any tips? Well, um, if you don't have a welder and you're like starting from scratch, the I'd say that the most like the easiest way is to start flex core welding um, because you don't need to get gas. Um, it's a very uh, inexpensive machine. And uh, it's a good way to start. It's it's um, a wire-fed process, but it's 
the wire is coated and as soon as you start burning, then it coats your bead and protects it um, instead of using a gas, like getting a bottle or renting a bottle from the gas place or buying a bottle. They're expensive and it's expensive to start. And um, I would say if you've never welded, then, you know, find someone who has a welder and try it first um, and see if you like it. Um, and if you want to just try from home, then, you know, start with flex core because it's way less stuff that you have to get to start. <laughs> Cause there's a lot of stuff that you need when you're, when you're welding, you need like all the protection. You got to get yourself when, with my TIG welding, I need a, a more expensive helmet. That's not going to flash on me, um, because of the process. And you need all the tools. It's it's like an expensive thing to get into. So, yeah, just make sure that you try it out first and that's something that you want to do. And maybe don't weld something that you're going to need to, like, you know, have your life depend on it either. Yeah, don't start there. <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah, don't so start maybe with just something. start with some scrap. Right, right. Don't weld those pegs on your motorcycle that you're going to stand up on next week. Yeah, <laughs> not a plan. That's a really, uh, yeah, that's good. Make sure that you're getting the proper penetration. <laughs> that's, wow. That's really that's, important. <laughs> it's really important in welding and most saying. other things in life. Pipe fitting. Now, we, now we've drug her down to our level. This is what happens <laughs> when you come on the Five Dirty Bikers podcast. She was so shy and quiet and proper and prim and everything an hour ago. Or an hour and a half ago, she she straight up did you? She just straight up said it's it's part of you know proper penetration is 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 what they teach you in welding. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you gotta bury that rod, get that proper penetration. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> and Rio the welder will be back uh, on the podcast next month. Right. You just you just uh, gave us our opening line to our podcast. So <laughs> you got to get that penetration. All right. Let's see. One twenty three. Okay. Yep. Exactly. <laughs> well, everybody's going to do it for another episode of Five Dirty Bikers. Ria, thank you. You've been wonderful. It's nice to be able to talk to you and just be able to peek at all this wonderful works of art you've been putting out, including the the Dick and Gina bottle openers, which we hope to be showing off at. Hogs and Frogs here September 23rd through 25th in Waynesville, Missouri. Make sure you check out Rhea at RiaTheWelder.com on Instagram, Rhea.The.Welder. Thank you for being here tonight. We, we appreciate it. Well, and thank you for having tent. me. I had a lot of fun. Sorry. <laughs> That's okay. And come by the tent at the Hogs and Frogs to get a free vagina or dick. <laughs> Bottle opener. Bottle opener. Bottle opener. <laughs> you, have, you have trouble oh, finding man. finding a, uh, a bottle opener. We got you hook up. Right. <laughs> Courtesy of Rhea the Wilder. <laughs> All right, everybody. Till next week. Keep it dirty. Are you following the Five Dirty Bikers on social media? Find us on Facebook and look us up on Instagram and TikTok at Five Dirty Bikers.